Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our latest and very special episode of QuickBooks Labs. QuickBooks Labs are fortnightly vodcast designed to be the place for you to learn all about the world of QuickBooks and other accounting software. Today is a Friday, so we have a special event for us today, but there, there was a reason for it. That's because we couldn't make Tuesday. But no, let's make it sound like there's actually a reason that we've got Friday. It's to give you guys some special information. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Patrick, a chartered accountant, owner of an accounting firm called Boffix, a QB certified trainer, and also that QuickBooks chap on YouTube. And joining with me is my other co-host, the one and only Ash. How are you doing, Ash? Fantastic. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, Ash Beatson here, accountant slash bookkeeper slash app developer, man behind NetTracker, making fixed assets easy, very easy. So, Aaron, um, okay. what are we going uh, to be looking at? We'll take a little, uh, look at today. Oh, actually, I'll tell you what we'll do first. I'll go back to you and you can tell us how the webinar is going to work. <laughs> Thank you very much. Fantastic. Okay, so how does it work? It's a great question. Well, first of all, we're live to the nation. As I said before, normally it's Tuesday at 4 p.m., but today we've got a special edition episode for you today at Friday. So hopefully we're going to kickstart that weekend for you. So if you're listening to this back at a later time, then why not think about joining us live where you can get involved and talk to the show and ask questions as we go along? Because this is all about you guys asking those questions and asking those chat box as we go. So if you do have any burning questions at all, please, please, please do use that comment box on the right hand side to ask us any questions. Furthermore, furthermore, should I say we are now live on the podcasting services around the globe. So if you do feel like listening to this on a daily commute or anything like that, then feel free to subscribe as you go along. Ash, what's the agenda for today's show? So, Aaron, the agenda for today is uh, we've got some news, hot news as it stands with the uh, the banking section for QuickBooks has changed dramatically. So you'll be have a, having a look at that uh, for us. Um, there's some new webinars coming out. Um, we'll remind people where they can go and take a look for those within the uh, learn support pages on Intuit. So there's some, you know, lots of new webinars uh, uh, coming out to help people. And um, we'll see whether anyone uh, pops in and needs some help from us. But uh, if we've got some time, I think you're going to have a look at explain what the differences are between QuickBooks Self-Employed and QuickBooks Online, the accountant version. So, Aaron, I think what we'll do is uh, I'll now pass the baton over to you and uh, I'll sit back and relax and watch and let, let you do all the hard work and I'll just uh, I'll just chip in when necessary yeah you just you just take your time on this Friday this sunny lovely Friday day that we've got all right, all right. Yeah, cool. okay everyone so we have got some real big news coming in which is one of the reasons why we wanted to make sure that we had um this today so Basically, coming up is a big change into the way the banking screen is going to look like within QuickBooks. Now, the banking screen is probably one of those places that we've used more than ever in QuickBooks itself. And it's one of those areas that most people are quite comfortable with. So if I show you what it looks like as it stands at the moment, most people can probably remember what it looks like. Oh, apart from the fact I didn't normally say an error message here. Let me just refresh that one. But you'd normally tend to find... 
Okay, can't show you how it used to look like, but I'm sure you remember how it looks like. And then what you'll find now, if I go back into it again, is what it's changed to. So it's changed quite significantly in terms of the way that aesthetically it's appearing on your screen, but more importantly, some of the functionality as well. So let's have a bit of a deep dive into what is new and what's the same. So first of all, the same bits of it is in your top up here. You've still got that same bank card you've had before. So that's going to be exactly the same, same functionality. You'll see your bank balance there, in QuickBooks balance, how many transactions you've still got for review. When we talk about for review, though, we now have some new terminology down the bottom. So if you remember, this used to be for review, reviewed and excluded. We've now got the for review, uh, the reviewed section, should I say, is now classed as categorized. So that's a quite a big shift in terms of the terminology of what we knew before. So now your whole premise when you come into the banking section is you're going to move items from the for review section to categorize and not to for review, uh, to review, should I say. So take and take note of that. And when you start seeing this section here, when that bit's changed, then you know you're onto the new banking section. So the new banking layout, the way that it's all been presented is First of all, down the bottom here, we get a little bit more of a different uh, flavor to how it looks. It's slightly different. Um, you'll see there's a little bit more information there than we got before. And it also seems to be a little bit more squashed than what we were used to. So it's kind of modernized it to a point that you'll kind of see with, with other parts around QuickBooks, but also at the same time, it's kind of given us that little bit more information. So that's pretty useful. The bits that are really important though is in the top left hand corner we now have more functionality in terms of being able to filter down the data so as before the only functionality we got with filter was that date section that we could look at and we could change now we have the option to not only go into dates and start looking at them into different uh, filter options up here but also we have the option now to do it into transactions as well so here we have the option to go into all transactions and we can then start filtering down what's below into more manageable chunks now we kind of had that in the old screen if you remember in the old screen we could just click on recognize and it will show us what items were recognized now we can still do that here show just the recognized items but we also have options to go through and look at matched transferred and any that's got rules applied so that's going to make it really easy for us to be able to condense the information below and put it into a nice filtered view. First and uh, first time we've ever had this functionality here on the bank as well is a search bar as well. So you'll notice now you have the option that if I wanted to put PC World in, then press return and only my PC World transactions appear. So that's going to be really useful. That's going to be something that's going to make it easy for us to be able to find transactions in the screen. Also, and the bit where it starts to become major changes to the way the functionality works is when you click into any transaction, it's slightly different down here. So whereas before, where we used to have it as the option to exclude was only in the batch functions, we now have at the bottom here the option to exclude any transaction you like directly from the screen. So from here, you can go in and exclude. Also, they've removed that drop-down box that we used to have where we could choose different types of transactions we were going to create. And instead, all of your creating options are along the top. So basically, you get to choose what type of transaction this is using those little 
bot uh, buttons up here. So we can change it from a categorize where we're going to choose what category it relates to. We can put find match, same functionality we had before. Or instead of having to change that drop down box and put it to transfer, it's now recorded as a transfer here. Or we can record as a credit card payment just here as well. So it gives us that functionality of what type of transaction along the top. And then once we've decided the transaction, it changes what view we have below the bottom. So that's really quite different to how we had it before. If you remember before, as soon as you said add or find match, when you were in add section, you then had to choose what type of category using the drop down box to go from there. We now have the option to exclude, which I said before. So that's that's quite significant. Before exclude was a bit of a barrier to entry, if you like. You had to, to be able to exclude something. You had to physically go in, match, uh, use the batch actions, and then go from there. Speaking of batch actions, that's changed significantly as well. So nowadays, before when you wanted to batch, you would have to tick on your items, and then it would actually use a drop-down button. Now you'll notice as soon as you tick on any of the items down the left-hand panel, then your batch actions options all appear at the top. And this the terminology is slightly changed as well. So now they're called accept, which was before. Then we have update and exclude. So update gives you the option to actually update the transaction, just like we had when we had in that batch before, when you could update the transactions. And then we've got the option to exclude as well. When we do press update, we're still given the same screen we got before. So we should still recognize how this screen looks like, but it is different to what it was. And one of the nicest bits that you can do now through that batch functionality is you can change what type of uh, transaction it's going to do um, or what the transaction is going to become. Before, when you had a mixture of different transfers and adding of transactions, when you tried to batch action, it used to bomb out on you and used to give you an error message. Now you get the option to go in and change it just here, which is actually a really nice feature. It's going to make things nice and quickly, uh, easy for us. So the batch options has completely changed in the way that we would use it before. And actually, it's probably for the better. It's given us more functionality and it's a little bit quicker and, and probably a little bit more um, uh, easier for new people to understand of how that functionality works. Because I think batch actions historically has been something that people have been a little bit confused about exactly how it works. So now yeah, we've got... Yeah, a yeah, way yeah. So you're, you're absolutely right there, Aaron, because... Um, what I love then is that uh, that bashing of the transfers, yeah, um, that was such a pain before because the only way to get around it was it's make sure you got rules created, exactly because you could never do a batch of a uh, of a transfer. So that's great. Uh, one thing I wouldn't mind you just having a little attempt yeah. on because um, this is just a little test file you'll use. It's not your yeah. any live data, is it? Uh, no. What happens when you do actually? you know, choose to click on exclude. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So if I wanted to exclude these items I've got here, then literally, in fact, we'll just get rid of them ones and press exclude. They just go. So there's no confirmation. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I think um, should be there? Go for it. Um, so this is what I would do if I was uh, if I was an app developer and I decided you, to put that feature in. <laughs> If you're always going to exclude something, I think a little warning should pop up there to say, are you sure you want to exclude these? Definitely. Because, yeah. um, you know, quite often 
you know, and you'd be the same, Aaron. You've you know run loads of QuickBooks classes, and you ask the question, why do we exclude an item? And everyone thinks, oh, because it's for personal use or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we know that that's not the case um, because we only want to exclude those things, yeah, because it's a duplicate entry. So, yeah, I think maybe I had to pop a little note in there, give some feedback, uh, and um, say, not and too remember where you're going to back, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> the top here and feedback yeah um but yeah i could check here as well if i go to exclude on a single transaction again nothing happens you don't get any are you sure it's just literally transaction excluded at the top yeah and that can sort of throw your bank record out then can't it when you go to reconcile the bank oh i don't know why my bank doesn't agree <laughs> Been there, that, got the t-shirt yeah. um some other quick changes as well um actually quite a significant change and something that i think is um i can't believe it's not not been thought of before but in your list cog on the top right hand corner over here um you'll notice that we have the same columns options we've kind of always had edit edible date field which was there it was just hidden away um but there's one or two options here that are brand new so one of them is show suggested rules so that's a really useful feature now what that means is if you remember in quickbooks if i was to add two of the same things so here i've got pc world I'm going to computer running costs. I'm happy that it's a categorized transaction. So I press add. When I go and add another transaction, it's exactly the same. And I do it repetitively. Then as soon as I press add, I get a suggestion for a new rule to pop up. Now, this screen itself has slightly changed um, just by, by the fact that they give you less information than they ever did before. So all it says is, is PC World always computer running costs and tells you to pay E. Um, but this screen here that we've got now, we ha now have a choice if we want this to appear. If this is frustrating to you or it's not relevant for whatever reason, then if we were to turn off, so if I come out of here and turn off this button here where it says so show suggested rules, then it won't prompt you to bring that through. So that's just a choice for you. One that is a little bit more um, important, though, in my opinion, and actually really useful is this groups option here. So you turn on grouping. As soon as you turn on grouping, then it starts putting all the transactions into particular groups for you. So we can have it, as we can see here, we've got date options. Or if I go into description, it's going to put all my descriptions together in nice little groups. Or I can do category and match, and it will go through what category matches it's found, and you go from there. And if you couple that with your batch, um, uh, the new batch workings, you can even tick on motor run motor running and it will just click on all of those for you then it's going to be a really quick and easy way to be able to deal with masses of data the other thing they've brought in as well is just quickly on back on that um here is they've now increased it to 300 which i think is an improvement there i can't remember it being that high before but i'm happy to be told otherwise what do you think to mash i like that grouping of the uh categories I do like that. So when I, when you quickly showed me this the other day, I thought oh, I was slightly blasé about it. Uh, it didn't sort of uh, you know, blow me away. But actually now I've seen that, I get it. So uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I yeah, like and you can do it by payee description. There's all sorts you can bring in. But you, you know, now we've got that new fancy way of using your batch actions. I think you've got a real quick and easy way of just being able to tick things through and accept them move on and you know you know what it's like it's all about just making sure that you can quickly get data in there as quick as possible 
Yeah, so yeah, sorted by the name and then being able to just quickly click the, click on the one name. Yeah, that's a nice touch. Definitely. Yeah, it's, yeah I'm really, really liking this. Um, so yeah, so, so this new update then, from what we can tell, no one will give us a, an official yay or nay to it yet. Um, but it seems to be around about 10% of the clients out there at the moment have got this particular functionality. So it's just something to look out for. Um, at some point, we're all going to be on this new view of it. We won't be on our old view anymore. Um, so it's just being aware of it when it comes through. Uh, one other update, just remembering as well, when you get a bank error now, so um, I've not got one on this particular client, but if on this file, but if you do get a bank error now, you will notice the bank error itself will actually also appear in the top right-hand corner. <clears throat> so when you've dealt with it, say the bank error was, I was unable to import this date range or whatever it's going to be, it's then going to start appearing at the top here. And it's almost like a history for you as well. So not only can you go back and see what bank errors you may have had in the past 30 days, or whatever it's going to be, more importantly, your accountant can see that as well, or another user can see that. Because what used to happen is the first user to come in and see that bank error would read the bank error and either deal with it or dismiss it. And then um, there was no way of retrieving that bank error back up again. So this is just a way for us to be able to bring that back in. So I think that's quite, quite uh, you know, an easy way and a, um, a simple way of being able to bring that in. Cool. I'll tell you what, Aaron, while you're in there, um, there's a, another, not to do with banking. Uh, have you yeah. finished this stuff on banking? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's all so, of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we stumbled upon uh, a little update last week, didn't we, when I was running a course? And while you've got your oh, screen yeah. open. Yeah. Um, within our accountants tools and reclassify, we've got a, a, an extra little option in there. Or do I though on mine? Because I've uh, I don't know if I've turned on classes, but let's have a look. Have you got any transactions in there? I don't think I have. Let me go to a different file. There we are. So, yeah, so yeah, accountants toolbox reclassify transactions and which one were you excited about i don't know let's just select any one of those pnl categories uh, and use the reclassify button are you ready i'll reclassify location yes i could not contain my excitement when i saw that last week <laughs> so um you know I, you know it's just not been there for, like ever um and you know being able to change those locations as well as the classes uh is uh is an absolute bonus and it was always an odd one wasn't it there was never it was one of those where there never seemed to be a reason why you couldn't change it it was class to me seemed like a more tricky one if it was a, a limitation in the software whereas location just it was odd wasn't it how you couldn't change it yeah uh, i suppose yeah, it's quite yeah it's quite a strange one but anyway it's there now so it's there you can't can't turn out excitement can we for that no, one no, that's, yeah i love that uh, while we are here as well, as promised in, what was it, two QuickBooks uh, labs before that? I think it was about I two. I think so, yeah. I think when we had Carl with us, we sort of yeah, mentioned it. exactly. Uh, we teased Performance Center and told you how good it was. But actually now it is seems to be live in near enough every file that we can see. So it is something I would highly recommend. There's been no 
updates to it to when we talked about it last time but it is nice to actually see that it is implemented and it i i really like this i think this is going to be a great way for you to visualize the data going forward um especially if you've got clients who sometimes find it tricky wherever you've got you're just throwing numbers at them and everything else you can see just here all i did was click on reports performance center and it's already given me data about this client that could be really really useful to me um, and I think it's just presented in a really nice, clean way that just, you know, it, it just it gives you the opportunity to have conversations about it. it gives you the opportunities to think about exactly, you know, how how the data has been put on there. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Aaron. Was this uh, is this an accountant only tool performance center or do clients clients get this as well? Yeah, this is clients as well. So <clears throat> a lot of the updates we've had lately have been account or accountants only, like month end review and everything. But this one is for everyone to use. So it's the, the reports and under reports, you should now sign for find performance center under every client. Yeah, that's a nice part. I need to spend a bit more time on that. Now, if I you may not be able to answer this question for me. So if I was to log into one of my clients' file, yes. and uh, because we know we can create our own little sort of templates in there. So if I were to put some uh, graph together for my client yeah. that I've built, when my client logs in, do they see them? So what we can tell, it's a shared space, this. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who logs in at any point. And the reason we, we've, we've kind of come to the conclusion it's a shared space is this whole nine of 25 charts created. That number seems to, it doesn't matter who you log in as, it's, whatever charts is there that's how many how many is left um so and and that makes sense as well because one of the only and we spoke about it last time one of the only kind of not criticisms of it but the kind of um just to be aware of is there's no way of exporting this data we can't export this anywhere um this data here just lives in the performance center yeah. so you know it is one of those where it makes sense that every time you come to this space, it's a live space that you can then, anyone in the organization can come in here and see it. Yeah, no, yeah, it does make sense that, it, yeah, if it is shared. And I, I guess, well, um, I'm guessing you need appropriate user allowance, user rights to be able to access this. If I, if I log in as a, um, I don't know, timesheet only user, I shouldn't be able to see yeah. it, should I? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it'll only be timesheet only that I would assume doesn't have it because the only other option is reports only, isn't it? Which, you know, you'd expect to be able to see this. But you, and maybe, you have maybe customer or supplier only. So yeah, because they can't see reports in the back, can they? So if they can't see reports itself, they won't be able to see here. So, yeah, you're probably right there on that one. But the um, the wizard in creating new charts is actually really quite quite nice. So at the top here, you get the option to add quick charts. So we can just pick any that they've already chosen for us. Or the one way you can kind of have a bit more creativity about is this create button in the top right-hand corner. And from here, it's asking you what do you want to track. So And they've even started bringing new ratios and stuff. So we could do our current ratio if we want to. Um, we could do a quick ratio or... Um, and then as soon as you press continue, we then get to kind of edit it a little bit more so we can start kind of, do we want a trend line? Do we want to customize? Do we want to compare it to a previous year? Um, and we get to kind of put that sort of information in. So it is nice. And if you, that was a bit of a bad example, but if I went to say revenue, for example, press continue, and then I get different types of bars to look at as well. So 
you know, it, there's only a certain amount of data that's in here, but there is that option. And there's even the option to group them as well. So we can put classes and locations and employees in there and everything else. So, you know, I think this it's going to be a place where a lot of people are going to really get some nice uh, use out of this and be able to kind of um, get the most out of putting all this information in. Yeah, it, there is, it is a nice feature. I've had, a, I've had a little play around with it, but I do need to spend some more time on it myself. And then I've got one more quick, 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 quick update as well. Um, saying that it might have, they might have taken it away from us as well, like they did on the last one. But if I go to profit and loss account and I go and look at customize and I look at filter, and it's gone again. Okay. Let me try one more time. Let's display columns as. Oh, no, it's there. It's there. Okay, um, so it's a bit odd, but the display columns ads ad now shows your tags. So you remember last week we talked about tags and how useful tags are. And at the time we said that there's no reporting options whatsoever. Well, now it's a bit, you can't quite tell what it's trying to do here. But if I was to do all dates, that for review is one of my tags I have uh, in this um, file. And then you can actually put it as a reporting option and display from there yeah so it's a bit of a knock one isn't it really because you can have about you can have multiple tags against one transaction so it's yeah. not really a true profit and loss v v that tag but it's just sort of showing you where the tag's been used yeah and it, it just doesn't it's it's just because this this could be here because you have an unlimited amount of tags so you could have a whole list down the bottom here of, of different types of tags and everything that goes through yeah. um i think employees expenses is another one that i've got on this one um and yeah it's just it, it's showing the transaction but yeah it i think i think it, they, they started to implement it and maybe it's something they'll uh bring in more um although maybe on that filter no it's definitely not there is it no. I, I think at one point there was a tag section down here from memory but it doesn't seem to be there at the moment so but what it is definitely showing is they they have the intention at least to bring tags into um, QuickBooks, uh, into the reports, should I say. Yeah, it does make sense because you otherwise you're a little bit limited on just looking at that, you know, within the tags section. Yeah, because it's in the banking, isn't it, and tags. Yeah, and it makes you wonder really whether that tag should be a sub sub of reports so when we've got reports reports performance center yeah it ought to be reports tags yeah it does yeah. make sense doesn't it because we were saying this last time it kind of it almost makes the banking doesn't seem like banking anymore but then again what i'd forgot to say was from a client's point of view if i switch it out it's called transactions for them anyway yeah so maybe, you know, it's a little bit more kind of understanding at that point, isn't it, that transactions is tags yeah. kind of. But, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I do think reports would be a bit of a, 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 you know, it'd make more sense, wouldn't it, to have it in there? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Cool. Brilliant. Anything else that um, of those have a – do you want to see in any more detail or we look at any further? I don't know, Aaron. I think I suppose what I'll um, 
what I, you know, interested in myself as well, because um, I know you spend a fair bit of time on looking at uh, QuickBooks self-employed, um, and yeah. I've sort of put a bit of a downer on it. Um, so maybe you can uh, say, well, you know, give us a little quick a bit of an overview on, on the QuickBooks self-employed, and you know what's yeah. good about it for some people, uh, maybe what's not so great for uh, for others. Yeah, sounds good. All right, okay, so QuickBooks Self-Employed. Now, um, one thing I would definitely say about QuickBooks Self-Employed is the fact that I foolishly felt felt like that it wasn't as popular as or as used, or I think I, in my in my opinion, if you like, I wasn't thinking it was as, as widespreadly used as it was. But the more we kind of get involved in QuickBooks Labs, the more involved we're in with our YouTube channels and community and everything else that comes comes with it the more we've realized how much of a um a use that quickbooks actually is at the moment quickbooks self-employed is so it is kind of useful to kind of talk about the pros and cons of it and how or which one to go with and it seems to be a question that comes up really really often at the moment um one of the questions we get on, on the community forums more than anything else is you know uh, can i do xyz in qbse so quick quickbooks self-employed can I do so, so and so? Um, and then at that point, you're normally having to have that discussion about, well, no, you quite can't, but then you can kind of go from there. So let's um, let's look at QuickBooks Self-Employed and see where it's come to, because it's even had some updates as well. Uh, one of the big updates then, so first of all, when you first come in, you get a very similar uh, looking dashboard feel. So it's giving you the same sort of idea of the information that we would have um, as uh, QuickBooks Online itself. But they have started to add some extra functionality to this as well. Now, that functionality is all in the transactions area. And one thing to remember about QuickBooks Self-Employed compared to QuickBooks Online is it's not your traditional accounting software. It's not designed to be a trial balance um, debit and credit uh, solution. It's designed to be a purely a transactional-based tra uh, solution. So the idea here is it's all about recording income and then recording expenditure and that's as far as it goes there's no real way of being able to reconcile or or um, make sure your bank account's correct or anything like that because it's not running those balances for you all you're really going to be using this for is recording every income versus every expenditure in your particular business on a cash basis so, so transaction sorry yeah Aaron, so i'm yeah. right in thinking so there's no balance sheet here is there no no not at all on this one um which it kind of makes sense for the type of client it's for. And I think that's the important bit, isn't it? It's about making sure that whoever uses this kind of understands the limitations and understands uh, the benefits of it. And if you, you know, if you fall in that category where, you know, you get 12, 12 invoices a year, um, X amount of expenses, it, it's perfect for you, isn't it? It's kind of really, really straightforward and simple. Um, but yeah, you've just got to be remembering that and, and kind of go from there. Cool. So as I bring in the transactions then on here, think of the transactions area as basically everything you throw in into QuickBooks itself. The idea here is this is all the transactions that have come in um, and bring in the transactions in to uh, QuickBooks and or QuickBooks self-employed. And the idea is that you throw the transactions at it and just like QuickBooks Online, you then get to decide what that transaction is. So uh, is it well, one of the main differences is the first thing is, is it business or is it personal? When you decide if it's business, if it's personal, if you go for business, then you just need to choose what sort of category it's going to be. Um, but 
the thing that they have added here, and you can see the extra functionality, is they finally, or finally, they've added, along with QuickBooks Online, they've added tags as well. So now tags, like it is on QuickBooks Online, that's now part of QuickBooks Self-Employed as well, which is a bit of a shock when it uh, first appeared there. So the idea of these transactions is, just like you had with um, with QuickBooks Online, you can connect your bank account up. So in the top right-hand corner, just go straight up to there, there's the option down here of being able to either import transactions, so you can download a bank statement of CSV and import it in, or you have the option of actually download or connecting your bank account as well. So you can add a bank account directly to here so that it starts bringing the information in. And just like we've got here, all these transactions start flowing through the system. Now, the idea then is, as I said, is about going through and then finding a transaction and it tries to simplify it as much as possible. So you've got money in and money out. When you've got money in, you just literally need to choose if it's business, personal, if it's a split between the two. As soon as you say if it's either business or personal, so if I went for personal on this one, then that's fine. It's just classes personal, personal, personal income, and you get to choose uh, add rule. And then if you choose if it was a business, then you get to choose what type of transaction it is in the right hand side, and you get to choose what type of the transaction is going to be. And again, it can add rules in there. It can add, um, um, or, or it can learn, should I say, as you go along. So you've still got that that functionality of just adding transactions to QuickBooks or QuickBooks self-employed in this case. And then it learning as it goes along and starts understanding the transactions that we've got. And the idea then as we go and see all these different transactions and stuff is that as soon as you go through and find them, you can go in and split them and put the transactions in and as you were before. And you get the option to add rules and you get the option to bring it in. But the idea is that literally the, the different mentality is that once you've allocated the transaction, it doesn't disappear from this list. It stays in this list just here. Um, but then you've got to basically remember that anything that hasn't been dealt with and it's got the bold um, element to it means it hasn't been added, if you like, to QuickBooks at this point in time. So at that point, you go in and you put the personal business and go from there. They have the buy, mile, miles option, just like you have with um, what we had in QuickBooks Online. In fact, this is taken directly from, this is the same functionality near enough uh, bit by bit. So it was exactly the same, and it was here first. And one of the key differences between QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks Self-Employed is the taxes section. Now, in QuickBooks Online, all we have, if I go back to QuickBooks Online, all we have in taxes is the option to do VAT, and CIS, if I had CIS added, and you also have payroll in here as well. So if you want to do RTI and PAY and everything else, you can do that. If I go back to QuickBooks Self-Employed, though, the only taxes section you have in here is self-employed, um, which is different. It's something you can't have as functionality within QuickBooks Online itself. But in here, you do have the option to file in product a tax return. Yeah, no, I always think this is a bit of a shame, actually, that you can't do this. Uh, within QuickBooks Online, and I can sort of understand it because quite often if you're um, using QuickBooks Online, you are probably working with an accountant um, mm. that is going to you know look at it and, and help you get that filed. But sometimes as a, you know, a small business owner, um, they haven't got all the functionality that they want in 
Quickbooks self-employed, so they have to go and use Quickbooks online. But now they need something else to file their, back return, uh, their self-assessment tax return. Or what they've got to do is, um, you know, download the HMRC tools and do it themselves from within there, or they get an accountant to, to file for them. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a shame that the, you know, the features that there on, I don't know. What do you, what, do you any idea why? <laughs> God, I guess this is as good as mine, I guess, um, why it's not in there, but I don't know. What do you reckon? Well, I think, well, basically the functionality was when they first got, so, so they, they bought self-employed at the, or the original concept of self-employed as from someone else, didn't they? It was a, a standalone product before they bought it. Um, and in there was the self-assessment element to it. So basically when they bought self-employed, it already had self-assessment in, and QuickBooks Online has never had that functionality. So I think it's just a case of maybe one day we'll see it come through, but it was, uh, you know, it's, it wasn't there from day one sort of thing. I think that's all it was. But I think your you, you trick of, or the, the the big issue you have in QuickBooks Online is the fact that you don't really choose things as business and personal. It's not asking those sort of questions, is it? Um, I know you can allocate them to a business transaction or a personal transaction in categories, but it's not as clear cut as going, is this business, is this personal? Or in other, or other terms, in tax terms, it's is this allowable or is this disallowable? And I think that's where I think that's where the trickiness would be. It's kind of maybe that's what tags is for long term. I don't know. But that you know, you know what I mean? It's that that whole element of how do you put or how do you categorize transactions, not just whereabouts they should appear in the PL or, or balance sheet, but is it business, is it or, or is it taxable if it's not? Yeah, but I'm, I'm guessing the, the user on Quickbooks uh, Self-Employed is just making that assumption, um, oh, look, that's business, that's business, that's business, you know, <laughs> even though it probably isn't. Um, the only difference <laughs> being if they're using QuickBooks Online, they're not quite sure, um, you know, exactly, yeah, because there isn't, like I said, there, there isn't that business or personal swipe left or right. But if they... They had created a you know a chart of account category which they could do called business or personal or called personal expenses which just went to the draw basically their drawings isn't it at the end of the day yeah then it'd be a case of well i just want to fire that profit and loss account into my tax return yeah the, the only difference and i know exactly you know what you're saying there's absolutely spot on i think it's i mean it's just that mentality and that's where QuickBooks Self-Employed is really strong. It's strong in someone who doesn't really understand accounting, as in, you know, and they have no need or they, you know, they only have a small business that they just need to be able to record how much income they have versus how much expenses they have. That's where this really does shine because you add the transactions, then everyone knows that a transaction is something that's happened within the business. And then your question is, is it business or is it personal? And that's just, Sometimes that can be as far as it needs to be because when you click on business, it's then going to try and guess what that category is. And I know <laughs> we always have as trainers and, and everything else, we're always a little bit nervous about or what the or where it's been putting things. But you know, most of the time it's it's there or thereabouts, isn't it? It's at least in that ballpark. It may not be exactly where we want it to be, but it's it's everything else. So it's just having that that whole idea that you just go in and you say, personal or is it business or is it personal or is it business and it then 
it's forcing you to make that decision. And really, it's not asking you if it's business or personal. It's asking you, is it allowable or is it not allowable? Yeah. I suppose the only other, my other worry is with Kubrick self-employed is because, you know, we don't need to, well, there's no tools to reconcile the bank. So as there's no running bank balance, um, um, all what happens, all of a sudden, my QuickBooks self-employed has become disconnected from my bank. Uh, and I've not actually noticed because I'm a small business user. I don't mean to do it very much. Uh, I've not noticed for six months. Uh, and oh, I need to file my tax return. So I go and connect my, <laughs> my QuickBooks account. Oh, I can't get six months worth of data. I get three months. And then I'm not sure what has gone in and what hasn't gone in. Um, so is that when it gets a little bit messy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's to be fair, when it comes to kind of horror stories and stuff with self-employed, that's exactly where it comes from. But, you know, it's one of those, isn't it? It's that you can understand why there isn't a, a running total, but it just would make you feel more comfortable as accountants or bookkeepers and, you know, trainers. We, we we want that, don't we? We want that kind of comfort blanket and everything else. But I suppose some people are a bit more blasé about it, maybe, and they're just like, nah, it's fine, it'll, it'll do. And I think the closest you get is just this this view here, where hopefully you can see there might be, like, for me, it's there's no income in May. So does that mean that there was a an issue there or, or, or something? So I think that's as close as we're going to get, really, to seeing it. Yeah, so we we're up with so when we're doing the banking in QuickBooks Online, we've got that you know uh, to be reviewed and then it's categorised. Yes. So from here, we've got the you know I choose it as a personal or business expense. When do I know was like the last time I might have done that? So it's all about using the filters. Um, yeah. So literally from here, you've got to try and get the filters right. So there's an unreviewed section. Yeah. So. And, and all this filter does, it's just like an Excel spreadsheet at this point, and you just filtered it down. So all I would do is do unreviewed, and here are all the transactions I've still got to deal with. Yeah. But what yeah. if I got rid of all of those, say, so I've reviewed absolutely everything. Um, then like I say, like we, we, we uh, haven't connected our bank for six months. Can I, before I connect my bank, can I see when was the last time I had it connected or the last transaction I'd actually put in with a date in? Uh, I don't think. Uh, no, uh, other than using that that filtering system. Uh, let me come back and go back and I'll, I'll clear it then. Um, other than using this filtering system here, um, no, I don't think there is an easy way for you to go in and, and do it because it's just, I think you'll just have to use your dates to, try and find it i mean there's they try and do like these sort of date ranges and stuff but other than putting that date ranger in and then going and see if there's transactions there or not that's as yeah. kind of as close as it's going to be unfortunately um okay. yeah so it is it, there's a massive kind of danger there really with it but it's that's kind of how it's been built yeah so there's the worry of maybe missing something or duplicating something Duplicate ones is kind of your main your main issue here, where people have added them in um, and put them through. Just like on QuickBooks Self Employed, though, in fact, this is where it debuted. You have the option to use your mobile phone, so you've got your app, just like you have on QuickBooks Online, but also you still have your scan, snap, and scan, and everything else that goes with it. Um, so that's quite useful. When it comes to reporting, there's not many reports in here, but you do have certain reports to 
to look at. So you've got your mileage log, profit and loss receipts, tax summary and tax details. So this is just going to be based on the information you put in your taxes section. Uh, just to note on the tax section, it's not just looking at self-employed. You do have the option on the tax profile to add in any income you've had elsewhere. Now, it's really straightforward. It's really simplified. So you can't do a complex tax return at all, but at least you can put some of the information in there to keep on top of it all. And then I mean, finally... That's really nice, you know. Yeah, I think I, I like the way they've simplified it. I think they've they've made it so, you know, anyone should be able to kind of look at it and, and understand it and but at least have a feel of if that's right or wrong sort of idea. Yeah. Um, and then the final one is invoices. And you do just have the same sort of functionality you have in QuickBooks Online. You can generate an invoice and you can send it off if you need to directly from the solution, uh, from the system straight from here. Uh, one of the kind of disadvantages is there is no App Store connectivity whatsoever. So that includes PayPal, GoCardless, and all the other features we're, quite, we're really used to in QuickBooks Online. Um, so you would have to have like a manual Facebook, uh, manual payment solution uh, to go with it. But at least you can, you do have the option when you create an invoice to put in payment details here, and you can even save it for future invoices just there. And what about your logo? Can you put your own logo in there? Great question there, Ash. Great question. I don't think you can. Doesn't look like it, does it? There's no, uh, no, no, there's no options to bring in a uh, logo whatsoever. Um, let me just check one more time. Yeah, there's no. nothing on there. Yeah, no, very, very, very vanilla, isn't it, and plain, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Edit working, Faye. Oh, you can put oh, a logo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, okay. wanted to, you can bring in your uh, uh, logo there. Uh, let's bring it in. Do a quick, uh, quick plug. Hopefully, that'll come through. Yeah, I thought they, they might be. Uh, I'd be surprised if they couldn't have put, put the logo in there. Yeah, yeah. So it is there, which is yeah, that's quite good. Um, it's it's strange the way that the because there's no cat. Well, I suppose it's not strange, is it? Is how it should be, uh, but there's no categories at all. So you don't you don't put it in. You just put what you've sold. So IT service is one of the ones I had here, and you're saying by hour, by item, and then you just put your items in there, add to invoice, and it and all you do is just keep adding lines. Yeah, yes. Uh, I mean, I can definitely see it'd be really handy if you've got a pretty basic business and you don't need anything overly complicated. Yeah, exactly. Ideal, yeah. It is. You know, it is, does what it says on the tin, doesn't it? It keeps it yeah. really straightforward and um, keeps it really simple. So, so yeah. So that's kind of quick rundown. Um, one of the things you'll notice that we haven't looked at at all on here though is VAT. So there's no VAT whatsoever on here. So if you are a VAT registered company, then fortunately QuickBooks self-employed is not for you. No. So yeah, I mean that's just a quick quick rundown on it. But for for who it's for, though, it really is designed for um, those sort of clients who 
as I kind of alluded to, that you know, if you've got 12 transactions, like 12 invoices a month or something, and you've got a couple of, you know, you just send one or one invoice a month or so out, or a couple of invoices a month or so out, then it works really, really well. Um, but I think as soon as you have quite a few transactions, as Ash said about the disconnect issue and how that works and everything else, you might want to think about something a little bit different at that point. And that's when you'd want to move probably to QuickBooks Online. Um, Ash, what's it like to migrate from QuickBooks Self-Employed to QuickBooks Online? Um, I don't think it's at all possible, is it, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. So I think it's okay. So it's a little opening balance job, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world, but it is just one consideration to think of. You can't just um, go into QuickBooks online and then all the information flies over. So it's just to be aware of that more than anything else. Okay, cool. Um, all right, shall we just grab the screen? And uh, so thanks for taking us through that, Aaron. So um, really handy. I'm sure people have sort of you know, really get something out of knowing what that difference is between the, the online and self-employed. So it's going to yeah. suit some. Uh, not others, but just, just uh, with it, if you've got any doubts, um, and I've, uh, I must have um, put, you know, put a couple of documents together, and it's like any of these things, if you've got any doubts before you start setting up software, you know, have a chat with your accountant, or, you know, put something in one of the QuickBooks forums, you know, is this going to be any good for my business? Because what you don't want to do is spend three days doing something or longer and then realize, oh, actually, you know, I've just wasted all of that time setting something up and looking into it. It's absolutely no good for me whatsoever because, you know, I've started playing myself employed. Oh, but I realize I'm VAT, you know, after you've <laughs> sent some invoices out, you're VAT yeah. registered and it's absolutely no good for you. Yeah. So um, I always suggest you know, having a chat with any anyone that you can do. Um, oh yeah, so what I wanted to do is let me just share my screen. Yep. Uh, here we go. Share screen. That's the one. So we're um, QuickBooks Online uh, website. So in fact, I'll come straight to the, the front page first of all. So if you go to quickbooks.intuit.com or if you just put quickbooks.co.uk, you'll end up at the same website. Uh, I mentioned right at the beginning, there's loads of new webinars um, that are coming out all of the time. Um, if you go to the Learn and Support tab, just towards the right-hand side, and then underneath, oh, if this is to me, and then underneath QuickBooks Online, you have webinars. When you come into webinars, you'll have at the top is register for live webinars or watch on demand webinars so you can look back at the library of recorded webinars if you want to and see what's in there and um, if you look for the register for live webinars so you're always going to have the regular um what we've got at the moment so the um quickbooks online training for your business so usual uh, sort of three-hour webinar. I can see there's a, a recent one in there. Uh, I've no idea what that's all about, but it's uh, going to be useful. Um, uh, the phasing out of the uh, job retention scheme. And um, we've got some new ones in there, which Aaron's been uh, helping to write, which is the um, uh, 
uh, margin schemes for VAT. And there is another one. It's not on the on this website at the moment, so it should appear here uh, anytime soon. And it's towards the I think it's on the 29th of September, and that's about opening opening balances. So and there's going to be others uh, being added as well. So there'll be ones for retail scheme and uh, construction uh, industry scheme coming as well. So always take a look um, on this page for learn and support. Look out for what webinars are coming um, because they're being they're designed all of the time. They're there absolutely completely free and they get recorded. So just to help you get the most out of using your QuickBooks. So I thought I'd just uh, mention that one. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, and you know, we, we, we can say, can't we, that we, we're involved in a couple of them as well, a handful of them as well. So, you know, some of the topics that we're going to be covering there are quite quite in depth in, in depth aren't they and i think they'll be really useful to the people who need them yeah a little bit quite a bit more meaty um you know and more specialized so it'd be uh, it'd be really useful i'm sure yeah especially the 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 uh, i know the open balances one has been you know really useful for people in the past it's that whole idea of kind of it's almost like a um a light bulb moment isn't it for people to go oh actually okay it's as simple as that to put it in but you know when you show them and you show how it works and everything else it's just it just makes you can suddenly take a job that could be taking you you know a crazy amount of time to get done we we can show you how you can basically streamline that to make it much more efficient aren't we yeah no, absolutely it's all about saving time and you know just attending one of those webinars and um, can save you hours of trying to figure out how to do something. That's that's what it's all about, isn't it? We've, we've, we've made all those mistakes ourselves. We've spent <laughs> the hour, we've spent hours trying to work out how to do something. So it only takes you a couple of hours. <laughs> we've, yeah. Done, yeah. we've gone through the pain for you, so yeah, yeah. right. I was just trying to think of all the advert. We've done all the hard work, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. Anyway, I'll stop sharing my screen. And they've been fun to put together as well, haven't they? They've been uh, we've had some uh, really interesting kind of chats to get them get them to where they are now. And I, you know, yeah, I think people are going to really find benefit out of them. Yeah, cool, cool. Okay, I've got one more public service announcement, and then we're going to wrap up at that point. And that's just a real quick one to people who are using eBay managed payment. So. Um, eBay itself has had a bit of a change lately in terms of the way that they've um, uh, they, they deal with money. So they've dropped PayPal. Um, and the, the, the reason that's important is when you're recording your transactions, it can be a bit of a, a nightmare in terms of the transactions come into QuickBooks net, but you need to show them gross. So to make that really, really easy for you, um, I've provided a free template on my latest video. So if you go to my QuickBooks channel, um, so that's Aaron Patrick, the QuickBooks chap. There's a nice little free template on the latest video. And on there, there's a template that basically converts eBay managed payments into a file that you can import into QuickBooks. So it goes into sales receipts. And also, if you are using QuickBooks self-employed, like we've just looked at, then I've also done a template for that as well. So if you've got eBay managed payments and you want to bring that one in, then you can bring it in and gross up your um, transactions as you need to. Ash, I think that's... Uh, pretty much the end of today isn't it um if we do have any questions we are kind of running towards the end of it we wanted to keep it to an hour today we've been a friday and i know people want to 
get out there so if you do have any questions and what we'll do is we'll we'll collate them and we'll make sure we bring them into next week's show excellent cheers uh, Aaron. and i think next week's show uh, well two weeks time or 10 days almost we're going to go back to the tuesday uh, so that's going to be tuesday the 29th of september same time 4 p.m until five until then thank Bye. you Bye. cheers all have a Goodbye. great week Bye. Bye now.